0: on today's episode we head to the high seas for some old age some might say ancient pirate style torture that was used less by pirates and more by the british french And Dutch Navy. Now where the stories of mutineers and stowaways having to walk the plank may be set in myth and imagination, the fairly well-documented use of today's method of torture is seen as a gruesome, bloody, and terrifying truth. Just by using a rope, maybe some weights, the ship itself, and some very unforgiving sea life, captains of vessels of all sizes were able to strike fear in the hearts of their crew and passengers seen in movies like 1962's mutiny on the bounty starring marlon brando and richard harris and seen in graphic detail on the stars program black sails which i highly recommend today we are covering the practice of keel hauling
1: i'm kevin young and I'm his first mate, Dan.
0: <laughs> and this is torture. Uh... Cue music. <laughs> oh shit! All right, yeah, I've been wanting to get to this one for a while, but I was like, ah, I don't want to jump into it right, right away. But I don't know, just going out, out, out into the ocean for some torture. It's uh, to me, that's terrifying. The ocean is terrifying to me.
1: Yeah, it's completely terrifying. To be fair, like it's yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, just the thought of being like on a big ship in the middle of the ocean and jumping into the ocean, even to go for a swim, is terrifying to
1: me. I did it once. Uh, not right in the very center of the ocean, like that, but it was far wow. more than deep enough to um, warrant shooting yourself a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, um, it was an experience, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not the strongest swimmer, uh, I, I sink more than I float. And uh, there's just so, it's so fucking huge. Yep. And there's, it, it. God knows what's in there. More than likely when you're in the middle of the ocean, there's absolutely nothing around you, but that might be even scarier than, than there being everything around you. There's just nothingness.
1: Yeah, sure. It's not it true though that apparently we know more about what's out in space than we know about the bottom of our oceans.
0: Yeah. You know, or what's in because the ocean we, in general. Now. Yeah. Because we can get to space a lot easier than you can get to the bottom of the ocean cuz you go down too that's far true. you start getting crushed. Yeah, the the ocean is terrifying to me. I've been I've been to it, but I only go so far in and then I come back. <laughs> and that's it.
1: See, we only have the problem of it being very very cold. Here is our biggest issue with it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Ireland, it's very cold water <laughs> yep. uh, the only place I've really been to the ocean is in Florida and the water's is uh, not cold uh, the Bahamas that's not where we were it really wasn't an ocean it was more of a cove like Gilligan's Island type
1: cove mm, that's still bad enough because yeah. that's kind of what I had the experience of going into deep sorry that's the experience I had going into deep water from above was in a cove it's more oh, really? deep enough and still far enough away from land to make you be very nervous of it if you weren't confident in the water, you know, so. yeah, Well,
0: I went in from the beach, and then when I got to, go, you go out, uh, I mean, you go out probably 20, 25 feet, and then there was like a ledge that dropped down. And once mm. I got to that ledge, I turned around and came back because I was like, <laughs> nope, not doing it. I mean, I was only like 13 at the time, and I was a horrible swimmer. Uh, so going out that far was good enough for me. Chris, I mean, it was beautiful, but no, no ocean for me. I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this so bad is because I feel like this one is, is is absolutely terrifying. Um, so if people who don't know what keel hauling is, uh, or it doesn't ring, or maybe it rings a bell a little bit. Think back to all the TV shows or movies you've ever seen with pirates in them. And they're like, keel hauled a lot of them and all that shit. This, that, that, that's what it is but pirates didn't really do this pirates disappoints had... me
1: yeah there's um, one reason i was then... excited about it was the whole thing of oh we have to talk about pirates
0: the pirates <laughs> we that. will cover <laughs> the horrible things pirates did to people um down the road hopefully i say hopefully because with these things you never know exactly how long shit's gonna go but Hopefully down the road we will get to the horrible things pirates did to one another because they did some horrible shit like uh, cutting men's lips off and then making them eat them and all that type of stuff. Uh, it was
1: dark. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your lip. Arr, now yeah. eat it. They cut their arse off. Cut their anus off and make them eat it. That'd be funny. They did some, they them did this some little, weird shit. This little puckered hoop Hand handed to them. Here you go. Eat that.
0: <laughs> like calamari yeah it's
1: a, you, well, you know like, you know
0: like a lot of calamari i don't know about it. it again we're talking about food i don't know about it in Ireland, but a lot of the calamari here it's not technically squid if you get it at, like a store or something like that a lot of time it's just the leftover pig asshole that they chop up really cause it looks it looks the
1: same all right <laughs> no i never that, that is yeah, i, I guarantee you it does not taste the same <laughs>
0: That is what I've. I've never eaten pig asshole, so I don't know. No, uh, I'm, I'm sure so you could probably tell the
1: difference between pork and some form of aquatic probably. animal, probably. like you know. I I believe I'd be able to tell the difference anyway. Like you know, it's very different color for one thing. So,
0: well, I'm sure they they probably bleach it.
1: Uh, A nice yeah, bleached true, yeah. asshole. Oh well, yeah. He's just in there chewing on it. <laughs> Backsack and crack, <laughs> sticking in A some bun. batter.
0: <laughs> this doesn't taste like squid. <laughs> Pork.
1: <sighs>
0: anyway, uh, Dan, let's go back to the mid-17th century. Let's say you're eh, Dutch. Cool. Now, since the last time. Yes, of course. I, yeah, we will call it. you Dutch because the, the last time I compared you to a Brit, you seem to get rather offended.
1: Yes. Extremely so. So, uh, We'll we'll stick with Dutch, as I'm I'm terrible at doing their accents also. So just... (laughs) Yes, I'm a Dutch fisherman. Yes, 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 of course.
0: Well, let's put you on a Navy ship. Now, uh, offenses leading to this punishment could range anywhere from mutiny to simply stowing away on a ship. Uh, It was ultimately up to the captain who got punished and how. Dan, what horrible offense do you think you would do on a Dutch Navy vessel?
1: Ooh, um Wear the wrong clogs. Um, <laughs> Curse a windmill. Uh, say something negative about uh, the Queen, or the King of Holland, whoever is in charge of the time. Maybe. Um, okay. I don't know. Uh, more likely, something ridiculous, because one thing I've learned from this is they do it for They tend to do these torturous things for whatever reason they want. So let's say I stole an orange.
0: Stole an orange? And orange is the
1: national colour of Holland, so they took great offence to me stealing it.
0: (laughs) Okay, you were sick and tired of having scurvy, so you stole an orange and you were caught. And because your captain happens to be in a surly mood that day, um, he says, fuck it, keelhaul him. And so the process begins. Uh, So what they do is they tie you up, your hands, and they tie your feet. Sometimes uh, they'd leave you on the deck. Sometimes they'd put you up on the mast, kind of dealer's choice. And they'd hang you there either by your hands or your feet from the yardarm over the water. That's the the part of the mast that holds the sail. I have found out.
1: Didn't know that before. So, I always called it just uh, a big wooden stick bit.
0: Yeah, I was that's just putting clear. on uh, uh, for a while. I just had written down the mast that holds the sail, but that's not right. So I the horizontal to mast. Up. Otherwise, otherwise we're gonna get you know emails. I'm probably gonna get emails <laughs> anyway, and that's fine. Yes. Um, anyway, you hang there by your hands or your feet. Lost my place. Now sometimes the ship is moving, sometimes it's not. Again. It's up to the captain and the place and time of the crime. I don't I don't see them stopping the ship in the middle of the ocean to do this. I also don't see them making them sail if they're in, you know, near a port. So it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of when and where it happens. So they take more rope, tie some to your hands, and then tie the other end to your feet. It's a long rope, or they tie several ropes. Then they wrap the rest of the rope around the bottom of the ship. Now, with the order, you are dropped into the water. Now, if the captain has a heart, he'll simply have you pushed over the edge of the ship, which could be, depending on the ship, a 20 to 80-foot drop. But, in what I've uh, read, most usually they would drop you from the yardarm. And that could be anywhere from 80 to 160 foot drop. Uh, that could cause anything from separated shoulders, internal damage, internal bleeding, ruptured spleen, what have you. Uh, it's a long fucking fall, and it's into water. And if you're in the middle of the ocean, it's into moving water. So I just seems It's like hitting a brick wall. Pretty much. And if you're moving, then you're gonna gonna bounce too, like a stone being skipped. Anyway, uh,
1: Sorry,
0: just either that way, was <laughs> just a person, just <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> either way, either way, you make it into the water. Then the deck hands on the other side of the ship that are holding the of the uh, the rope start to pull. Now there are a few different ways to go about this. They could go slow. They can go fast, but we'll say since your crime is so egregious of stealing a single orange that the captain is and the captain is in such a bad mood that he has them pull fast, uh, as fast as they can. Now, maybe thinking that's great, less time in the water, but no, that is actually the worst thing they could do because when they pull fast, your body stays in contact with the bottom or keel of the ship, where the name comes from. Uh Now, for all of you out there that don't know anything about ships, like Mm. me up until recently, (laughs) yeah, Uh, you might think, that's not so bad, getting scraped against the bottom. Uh, I mean, get some wood burn, uh, maybe some splinters, you know, whatever. And again, you would be wrong. Because The longer the ship has been in the water, the more creatures that attach themselves to the keel. These sea creatures are crustaceans called barnacles. And barnacles are sharp. Not like butter knife sharp. Not like David Attenborough telling you about how the rhino has a razor sharp horn. But really, it's just got a lot of force behind it. It's actually not sharp at all. These guys are... Razor sharp. Uh, I watched a video of a guy diving into the ocean on YouTube, and all he did was he kind of like sat on the floor of the ocean where he was. It wasn't even very deep. And he, he barely came down, real slow, but he came down on a barnacle and it completely split the side of his leg open. I mean, there was fucking blood everywhere. So when I say these guys are sharp, um, it, I'm not. You know, over exaggerating how fucking sharp these animals are. These crustaceans,
1: their shells. It sharper than an Irish mammy's tongue. <laughs> That's such sharp people. <laughs> so when they pull
0: fast on the rope, you don't just scrape against the keel, you scrape against all these barnacles, which, in a sense, rip the flesh off your body so badly that some people would be pulled up missing limbs or even decapitated
1: and then you have to salt water in on top of that as well Let's say that's yeah
0: if you yeah if you live for the first one you have salt water and God knows what else in all these wounds yeah
1: uh, it's like the nautical version of the ripper thing recorded in the previous episode yeah, almost and, uh, like, the, like the the wall thing.
0: Almost, yeah, almost, almost like Ling chi too, if you really think about it, because they're cutting off. That's true. Yeah, so it's run. like the two of those yeah.
1: things combined, but in salt water. All over a fucking orange.
0: <clears throat> All over an orange. Well, you ask next time. Want an orange? I don't speak Dutch, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was the crime: is you were an Irishman on a Dutch naval ship. So, you get pulled quickly on uh, your back. Hopefully, God knows what might get ripped off if you were pulled with your front facing the bottom of the ship. Penis. Yeah, I
1: don't really (laughs) want to think about
0: it. But let's say it was on your back. Now, your back is ripped absolutely to shreds. Gasping for air, your bloody mess, and you hang there from the yardarm. Usually the ropes were threaded through uh, pulleys on both sides of the arm for easier pulling. Not always. And you're there for oh, however long captain wants to keep you there. And then he yells, again. again. And you are dropped yet again into the water to be dragged back across the keel the opposite way. Most people got dragged underneath around three times before the captain said enough.
1: Uh, screwed up. Dan.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can see how bad somebody's going to be fucked up after once. And you're going to go through two more times. There's going to be, like, nothing left of you most of the time. Just, you know, you pull it up and it's just an arm. <laughs> now, Dan, you're you're done being dragged under the ship. Uh, they're going to let you hang there for a while. As a warning to the other crew or passengers as to what happens to anyone that steals oranges from the captain. Uh, let's say you're still alive. There's a very good chance that in the next few days you won't be because of the massive amount of infections that you'll get from your open wounds. And the fact that instead of getting them cleaned right away, you were forced to hang from the yard arm for possibly hours after the whole fucking thing happened. So yes, most people died. It wasn't the idea of the torture. You weren't supposed to die. But if you did,
1: oh well. And again, more salty air being blown on your wounds the entire time. Imagine, like, you know what it's like when you get a cut and just blow on it. That's really, really fucking sore. <laughs> Imagine that though, with sea air and like your willies hanging yeah, off. Next,
0: yeah. Next time, next time you get, next time you get a paper cut. Shove a bunch of salt into your mouth and then on it. (laughs) And then take it times a million. Yeah. Uh, All because you needed an orange. It was worth it. No. It was a good orange. It was worth it. It was a good orange. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah, but now, but, oh, can you get the citrus in those cuts?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's extra punishment. An orange. <laughs> they squeeze orange over your head. <laughs> have an orange. Have yeah. your orange.
0: All right, so that's if they pulled you fast. But what if they did pull you fast? What if they pulled you slow as to not scrape across the bottom, or at least is not, not as much anyways, um, but to bring you more to the brink of drowning? Uh, sometimes they would even tie a cannonball to your body to make you sink a little more, so specifically so you wouldn't drag across the bottom. Uh, If this was the case, to prolong the suffering, usually in freezing cold water, the Dutch were known to shove an oil-soaked sponge or rag into your mouth before dropping you in so you could have one more short breath while under the sea before you died what so on whether or not this actually worked
1: you get a mouthful of oil
0: <laughs> the the dutch felt like it worked the dutch felt like if they shoved a uh, oil soaked sponge into your mouth then the water wouldn't be able to go in and you'd be able to suck any air that was in the sponge so you'd get one more kind of gasp of breath but what I found uh, an excerpt from a book called The Forgotten Genius, the biography of Robert Hooke, 1635 to 1703, by Stephen Inwood. Robert tried this method, and if anything, it made it more difficult to hold your breath <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: underwater. <laughs> I wonder why.
0: <laughs> I'm such oh, yeah. a whole time blue. <laughs>
1: At least you got to uh, taste that sweet, sweet, oil before you perished. Mm. Uh-huh. I
0: wonder what kind of oil... I mean, it obviously wasn't, like, refined.
1: Well, yeah, it's not as if they put, like, really nice, expensive Spanish olive oil or something on the thing. Like, it's... you are probably talking, like, the oil that they use for, like, keeping the ship in, you know, like, wood oil yeah, or something, the, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, like, almost, like, varnish. Yeah. Like... Like, yeah, that's the only oil I could, think yeah.
1: they could possibly have, like, is...
0: The only the only positive I could see from it is maybe you get so high from sniffing it that you just don't give a fuck well, that you're true, in the
1: water. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's <true.
1: laughs> Yeah, especially with the Dutch, We all know what they're into. Yeah. You know, could have been oh, cannabis no, oil. They're totally. Into- could have been cannabis oil.
0: Yeah, could have been cannabis oil. Then who gives a shit? Yep. We- now, you may be thinking, what did they do if it was a new boat or... Uh, had no or very few barnacles on it or just been cleaned? Or what if it was really small and and narrow? Well, I would say that instead of doing the keel hauling with ways across the ship, they would do it long ways across the ship. So instead of uh, port to starboard or vice versa, you'd go bow to stern. And while some of these ships were between 30 and 50 feet wide, many were well over 200 foot long, so you would spend around four times under longer underwater that way than you would if you went widthwise. So you're talking you're talking like 30 seconds to get from one side to the other widthwise. You're talking two minutes wow. to go from front to back, okay. and that might be hard to do with an oil-soaked rag shoved in your fucking mouth. <laughs>
1: I got I, When I when you first said to me about Keel hauling, I immediately actually thought of an image of like uh, a figurehead. I thought it was, like, it was I can't remember what show or movie or something somebody was tied in front of a ship in the same fashion as a figurehead, but lower. So it was that as they were crashing through water, like it was kind of like constantly trying to get breath and getting shit kicked out of them. And I I automatically assumed uh-huh. that was it when I initially, if you were to Google. Keel hauling and you see like the first images of it kind of thing, you know. Um that's what I assumed it was, you know, until like read a little yeah. more. But um Yeah. So that, that, would be, so, that I would talk, be so I thought so I thought the front to back thing immediately, like, you know. Then as well. yeah. but,
0: that would be horrible. To just be tied to the very like front of the ship just kind of yeah, just slow so so enough going, to where every time it
1: Yeah.
0: You'd have all that weight behind you, I would imagine it would end up crushing you to death against the waves. Because, I mean, you hit, the water is like concrete if you just hit it.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's what I assumed. Like, I mean, I thought it was a... Sure.
0: Nope. It's a lot more creative than that, I think. Well, You're like, hmm.
1: now, I know, now I know what I'll be doing to torture someone.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, so let's go back to when this all started. Uh, there are mentions of it in the Rhodian Maritime Code, or the Lex Rhodia, by the Greeks in 700 B.C.E., Apparently, you can see it on painted vases from that era. I looked. I couldn't find
1: any. What, do you have a collection of those vases in your fucking living room or something? <laughs> I, I didn't have any. <laughs> I,
0: my collection doesn't well, have anybody. I, any any, so
1: I, I can't find any, so. I can't find any.
0: I went to three flea markets and I didn't <laughs> see
1: any. I'm going to Google this shit hauling. art yeah. Gonna find nothing. <laughs> Found nothing. <laughs> I also cannot find any. Uh,
0: so, the majority of what you can find on keel hauling, takes place between the 11th century and the very early 20th century, uh, including Voyages to and through the East Indies by Christophorus Freakius. Or Frickius, uh, written in 1680, where he describes the use of keel hauling several times on Royal Navy ships. Uh there's the paint the one of actually I could find this painting. Uh the keel hauling of the ship Surgeon of Admiral John Van Ness by leave Petiers. Uh I I don't know why they always have to give them such long names. <sighs> Uh, but this sits in the Rischik Museum? Museum in Amsterdam and is dated from 1660 to 1686. The thing about this painting is you can't really see the keel hauling. I looked at the painting. I don't know if you've been able to find it or not on there. I found
1: it here now. Um, did you?
0: I can't yeah. really see the keel hauling. There's a lot going on in that painting.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, like there's like a load of people. It's like they're pointing up the air. I think it's the dude. that's hanging. Um, yeah, in the red could be. Top. Yeah. I think that's because it's but, like everybody's looking at him, her, him. But yeah.
0: And that's the thing that to me is the most amazing thing about the painting. If this was true, and you know, is the amount of people. On other ships that were there to watch. And watching
1: them pointing and stuff, yeah.
0: Almost like it was a spectator sport. Like, oh! Jean Van Ness is getting, uh, keel-hauled today. Let's go. And then you just load up in a ship and go out to... It looked like it was probably just off a dock. And, uh... Yeah, I couldn't find so anything about, about Jean yeah. Van Ness and and what he had done, but um, apparently, it was uh, get your popcorn.
1: Yeah, and you see, there's multiple nations' flags painted in it. Also, like it's it's I don't know if that's Greece that I see there or something. Well, I see the French flag. I'm pretty sure I see the British flag. Yeah, I see the Dutch flag.
0: Well, yeah, of course the Dutch flag. So everybody came yeah. to watch this
1: shit. Yeah. So the Bullshit, filthy animals.
0: <laughs> well, I mean that's what I mean that's what you did for entertainment back in the you know sixteen yeah. hundreds is you know, and, and before that. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to do. No good movies out, let's go watch somebody get
1: tortured. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, today we have the Xbox. Back then we had dragging people under boats for the fun of it.
0: Yeah. So there's the and and there's the very well documented case of two two Egyptian men that were court-martialed after an attempted murder and were keel-hauled in September of 1882 just outside Alexandria, Egypt. Even the New York Times did a story on it, quoting an English correspondent that witnessed the entire thing, quote, The one upon whom the strain of the rope had fallen was apparently lifeless. His face was turned towards us. It was bleeding and torn. His clothes were hanging in shreds, and his hands were dripping with blood. His eyes were open, but they seemed to be filled with blood. The ship's bottom, covered with barnacles, rasped upon the poor devils like nails. The nose of one wretch was torn almost away. One ear was gone. He was bloody literally from head to foot. Now, after keel hauling the men again for 21 seconds, the men seemed unconscious and, quote, probably dead. The correspondent said death would have been a better fate for the men than what they had undergone. And after the officers of the ship brutally keel hauled the two men, they offered the English correspondent cigarettes and coffee in displays of generous hospitality. Quote, it is needless to say that we did not accept either. For my part, I should not have rather seen the... For my part, I should have rather seen the entire ship's company shot than accepted any hospitality at the hands of its officers. Oh, so hoity-toity. <laughs> like you didn't do horrible things.
1: <laughs> We're gladly taking those cigarettes and coffee.
0: You're English. You did horrible things for centuries. Yeah. Oh, but these Yeah, English. Keelhaul.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're afraid of <laughs> putting somebody around a boat, but you're not afraid to stand on an entire nation's throat for a few hundred years? <laughs> All around the world. Yeah. Nowhere in particular. Yeah. No. no. 100 year anniversary this year, as far as I remember now, of the. Yeah, 1922. 6 December 1922, Irish Ireland was declared a free state. From the people who apparently believe that keel hauling is bad. Um but didn't mind doing anything Well they else. were Well The Navy was fine with it for for a long time, well, but okay with creating a famine, but you know, not with throwing somebody in the water <laughs> under a boat, you know. Uh we threw their tea in this in the harbour. huh God, yeah, I certainly Ha-ha. certainly showed him. All right. Oh, no, what are we
0: doing on our tea? No! <laughs> Drink coffee like a man.
1: Damn Bostonians,
0: bastards. <laughs> so uh, the use of it for the Royal Navy, it seemed to die down like the early 1700s, so that might have been why these English correspondents are so <laughs> about it, because it, they hadn't been doing it for the past hundred some odd years. Uh, the Dutch also stopped doing it around 1750 or so, so they say. Uh, the French were still using keel hauling in the mid 19th century, uh, but they did everything for a lot longer than everybody else. They were still killing people with guillotine when Star Wars was out.
1: Except so. for fighting in World War II, but uh, that's, they, they yeah, that's
0: everything they gave
1: up on that much quicker than anybody else. But anyway, <laughs> no comment.
0: Well, and by then they're just like, fuck it, we're done. <laughs> so a document described a man being lashed before keel hauled and a man would hit the water quote so violent as to cause serious injury serious internal injury he would be hauled under quote like a drowned rat on a rope the whole process would be repeated numerous times 10 in 10 to 15 minute intervals a gun would be fired between each interval to scare the victim. So, so you're just hanging there, waiting to be dropped, and all of a sudden, boom! Fucking gun goes off. And it's it's the French, it's the mid-19th century, so it's not like, you know, a revolver. It's probably like a blunderbuss. So it's going to be loud mm. as fuck.
1: The load blunderbusses are ridiculous, like... It's like, what? Do you, let's just combine a gun and a trumpet.
0: And a cannon. <laughs> and a trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> Very inaccurate as well. You, I mean, you couldn't shoot a target for shit with them. But if you hit something with it, they would disappear. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. So let's end this episode on maybe a little happier note. I was able to find evidence of one survivor. Well, technically, it's two two survivors of this torture. Pedro Ramon y Cahill, one of the fathers of neuroscience. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Pedro came from the Ramon y Cahill family, who are very large, important-wise family of science and medicine in Spain in the late 1800s. Uh, his father pushed him and his brother hard in school, but Pedro, a little bit of a rebel, Ended up getting into some trouble in his late teens, and he failed a class. How dare he?
1: It's much worse than stealing an orange.
0: (laughs) It's it's so much worse than stealing an orange. You failed a class. Doesn't say what class it was, probably P.E. But instead of facing the wrath of his father, he made a pact with a friend that they would run away. So at 17, with no money, they decided to stow away on a boat called Queen and travel to South America. They were found, and since they couldn't pay the fee, they were punished. With keel hauling. At 17 years old. Uh, They did survive, the boat was probably mostly cleaned of barnacles, I'm guessing. that's probably how they got out of it without dying. And I don't yeah, believe yeah. it was a very, I don't believe it was a very big ship. So I think they kind of got luck of the draw on on this one. Um, but since they didn't die, they were allowed to stay on the ship to South America. So I read up about him for a while after I got this. He had he had a pretty crazy life. While on that ship, he stabbed an Italian guy. Uh, When they got to Uruguay, he joined the Revolution Army. Uh, he, He was gone from his home for seven years. Him and that friend were going to be executed for stealing a colonel's horse and a gun when they decided they didn't want to be in Uruguay anymore. They just wanted to leave. The friend's family had connections, and they intervened at the last moment and saved them. So he went back to Spain, became a doctor, and helped develop develop modern day neuroscience.
1: So the guy was just a bit of a messer. And yeah, like again, like he's like the class clown who turns out to be pretty good. Like yeah. be the genius. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I haven't cut my grass in two weeks. He, he lived he did all this shit I can't get off my ass to do anything he, that's ridiculous
1: sounds like he had a fun couple of weeks though well he was, he was in Uruguay for seven years oh seven years alright I yeah. thought you were making a reference as if he did all that over his face for a couple of no, weeks no, no, no. because he of was, the grass he was, he, so, well no, I didn't do he, this he in the kept... last two weeks look at all this shit he did no no
0: no <laughs> I just, I just won't get off my ass and do
1: anything. And he's fucking, he's oh, okay. away well, from home. Phone seven years. St-
0: stabs an Italian guy. I don't know why they were sure to put in that he was an Italian guy, but he stabs an Italian guy.
1: Uh, probably arguing over how to pronounce prosciutto or something.
0: Yeah.
1: He's a baba
0: Joins, gets to Uruguay and just joins the Revolutionary Army. It's like, what are you guys doing? why not? Fighting for shit? Fuck yeah, let's do it. And he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go develop neuroscience.
1: Oh god, I can imagine him arriving and be like, hey, have you got any combat experience? Well, I stabbed this Italian guy once, you're hired.
0: (laughs) I survived keel hauling and I stabbed an Italian.
1: Yeah. I found a couple of nice little interesting references for keel hauling here as well when I was. My my favorite one is the fact that uh, Keel Hall is um, a member of the uh, GI Joe team. His name for character, he's an admiral. Second is like the second highest ranking um, character in all of GI Joe. Them. So, yeah, yeah
0: Admiral he's a Commander
1: Kiel. Yeah, Command yeah Admiral Keel Hall. He's the Ad- admiral, uh, commander of the USS Flag aircraft carrier, apparently. Alton. Aren't weren't they creative yep like what a ridiculous name to have as one of the good guys allegedly as well you know um,
0: I don't think they really thought so. about what it meant they were, oh well ships keelhaul okay let's just use that
1: yeah uh, there's also the um, the Soviet Union Operation Keelhaul don't know if you read about that I was reading I that not. earlier on um, Operation Keelhaul this is directly now from Wikipedia and Forgive me okay. if I mispronounce anything, but Operation Keelhall was a forced repatriation repatri- repatriation repatriation of yeah. Russian civilians, i.e. non Soviet civilians and Soviet civilians to the Soviet Union. Which were um it was a forced repatriation of focus on um P- Soviet Armed Force POWs um from Germany and the Russian Liberation Army members and included anybody under Russia Allied control. And it was viewed as a uh, war crime. So, were they basically hauled uh, It was just called keel-haul. They weren't keelhauled. Okay. A whole operation to try and bring everybody to force these people and back to the Soviet Union side of things it was basically It was called Operation Keelhaul, because then, it's, um, they're basically forced to work in Soviet camps, and it, it's basically bring them back to your side through fear and
0: fucking threat hell. of
1: death and stuff like that like you know I treat them like or treat them mean to keep them keen russian style <laughs> you know it's the whole thing call
0: it operation keelhaul because that's how horrible it is to have to be a russian citizen
1: it's yeah it's basically like drag to them through them. the shit to get them to yeah. adhere to their ways yeah you know is is it it, so it kind of it kind of makes sense you know um i suppose yeah um it's that that in itself is kind of reading through the stuff on wikipedia to do with it is kind of fucked up and interesting all at the same time but yeah i thought the gi joe thing was the was the best with that that and it was in um it was in the james bond novel *Live and let die oh really yeah, Mr. Big Mr Big threatens is again this is from Wikipedia though, because I'm that lazy, like you know, um, apparently Mr. Big, the chief villain, threatens to kill Bond by using a modern variation of Keel hauling by dragging him across a coral reef. And mm. in the film version of For Your Eyes Only, Roger Moore um, gets Keel hauled across a coral reef by Christetos, or whatever way you pronounce his name. Yeah. So yeah. See more hmm. but
0: yeah, keel hauled through the coral reef. That ah,
1: goddamn coral yeah. reef can be sharp, yeah, I, it's lethal stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, this, this is where my expertise comes in now is looking at popular culture side of things. <laughs> the <end> of <laughs> well, on uh, so they
0: had the, the, the movie The Mutiny on the Bounty, which I saw bits and pieces of. And, but they don't get into a whole lot of great detail about it. I mean, it was in the, like, 60s, so they don't show a whole lot. Mm. But I don't know if you ever saw the show Black Sails that used to be on Stars, Starz. Where they, no. Uh, uh, it, was, it covered the whole, you know, time of the, the Bahamas were kind of the the port for pirates and that whole area. Um, but Edward Teach, who was actually Blackbeard, they show him on it. He gets captured by um, the English navy and they keelhaul him right. Now that's not actually what happens in real life he doesn't actually get keelhauled in real life but it, on the show and by the time they're done with him he is just he is unrecognizable he's got so many huge gashes and cuts and parts of them are kind of just like chunked off it, it was it's fucking graphic i love that show I've never watched it. I
1: see here that there's a reference to one of the seasons of Vikings, which I don't know if you've ever watched that. It's an amazing show, but i never Oh yeah, watched I watched Vikings.
0: I haven't seen the last season yet, but yeah, i watched Vikings.
1: I only got to watch the first three seasons, I think, and there's yeah. a reference here to one of the seasons. It's so something I haven't seen, so I'm not going to read it out. <laughs> I'm not going to read past <laughs> the line, but I see there's a reference to it because I don't want to no who it happens to. Um, if but, uh, if yeah. I remember right, it's more of a reference
0: to keel hauling than it is that you actually see it. I don't remember ever see, right. seeing keel hauling on Vikings unless it was the last season, which I never got around
1: to, to finish well, watching. Hopefully, I get to watch it cause um, soon enough now. I hope to be able to get to watch it now with, with herself because I thought it was yeah. excellent. But um, yeah, I'm definitely going to read more to that Operation Keelhaul thing because uh, I'm interested in all that kind of war uh-huh. stuff as a rule because I think it's all pretty really fucked up especially the Russian side of things like they're just yeah. crazy absolutely well, crazy
0: well luckily the use of keel hauling has stopped uh, as far as we know I mean can you imagine it being on like an aircraft carrier no
1: no yeah screw shit yeah. well even like any or, sort uh, of modern boat like you know, where it's like yeah like, like a royal cruise <laughs> <No>. line Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't miss out on the pool which is open all night uh the casino yeah. closes at two if you go down to the poop deck you'll see bob keelhauled for stealing a wallet uh be sure to grab a snack at the midnight all you can eat buffet uh, they're gonna have to call
1: a a, a bar keelhaul you know, some pork thing and i would
0: imagine that I, I would imagine that either in like new orleans new orleans seems like it'd be
1: so you pronounced that wrong Spot. sorry it's Nawlins. Nawlins.
0: I There's think you knowledge. can only say that if you're from Louisiana.
1: I know, if you're yeah. From anywhere I...
0: else, you're not. Like, like Louisville. People in Louisville don't call it Louisville; they call it Louisville. All right. <laughs> yeah. Louisville. Welcome to Louisville. It's like that. You're not. You don't know. That's not how you, you don't say it right. Well, no, it's Louisville, but I'm not from there, so I call it Louisville. Um, but I think I think down in New Orleans, that would probably go to the, the Keel Hall. You just go in, and it's a jazz club, and you're gonna see a certain. You get drinks and
1: syphilis. You see, there's a place called the Keel Hall. There's, oh, there's a brewery called Keel Hall. Keel Hall Brewery. Keel Hall Ghost Town Brewery.
0: Nice. Where's that?
1: It's it's a particular beer. Um, oh, and okay. the brewery, yeah, it's it, it's, it's called Keel Hall Ghost Town Brewing. And it's a, it's a Keel Hall IPA. And it gets an average of 3.89 oh. out of 5. So um the more alcohol we can find as a reference to these torture things, then the more I should buy and consume while discussing said torture. <laughs>
0: you, you know,
1: go. so like what's 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 next on the list that I can look up, see is there a beer related to it? Oh I I, I, I order some.
0: Uh, so intrigued. our next episode will be the very will be the first uh multi episode. Series. it'll be the first episode of a multi-episode series that we're going to do, and our very first serial killer, so we're going to get all true crimey on your asses, oh, um, yeah. and the hint for that for everybody is, think the most dangerous game, Monopoly, <laughs> in my house, because yeah, everybody's fucking, fucking alive,
1: did you know there's another that Monopoly derived from a different game? Apparently there was Yeah.
0: So it was supposed to be a game uh, a lady came up with it, I don't remember her name, but she came up with it to show you the uh the horrors of I see I see the cat the horrors of uh capitalism and then yeah. when and then the uh was it hat uh is it Milton Hasbro Bradley, or whatever the hell it is, yeah, Ball and, and Brothers, they, whoever, removed... they they got it and they yeah. changed it into, you know, the love of capitalism. So yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's yeah, they were they the removed game. a section of it basically. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Philip K. Dick wrote a book that was um, about a game similar. It might not have been Philip, might have been Stephen King or something, But anyway, I remember reading the story where the whole concept of it was that there was a board game that um, was along the the vein of Monopoly, like you know, and um, it was to intentionally teach kids how to basically completely really fuck up the economy, and it was to cause a fuck up in the economy later to teach them as if, oh, this is the way you do things kind of thing, you know, I remember that it was a bit far-fetched, like, you know, it was usual with the types of things like K-Dick did. It, so- like it that sounds like them. more of a
0: Philip K-Dick than a C. Yeah, C. and yeah.
1: It, it, the whole thing was that, yeah, it completely fucked up, like, the economy or something I'm, I, I'm probably not rem- remembering it correctly, I'll have to look it up and read it, but it was very interesting, yeah. like, you know, the whole thing is that, yeah, it causes mayhem later down the line for, for the world, yeah. basically, you know. Um,
0: well, if you're, if you're right. wanting to get uh, a beer or whatever for the next uh, couple episodes, uh, I would say something sweet like baked goods.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Right. My
0: anyway, uh, so the credits for all our reference material can be found in show notes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TorturePod. And if you'd like to contact us, our email address is torturepod at gmail.com rate, review, subscribe, follow, all that good shit wherever you listen. Uh, helps us out maybe one day we'll have advertisers and we can get paid to do it instead of just taking time out of our day to do it for free.
1: I can technically advertise myself if you so wish for now. good. <laughs> and well, Thanks to our sponsors, uh, DJ H Guitar Pedals. Uh, <laughs> name, pa- name is pending at the moment. Pat, <laughs> pending, pen pending, pen. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to be calling it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. See ya. Bye bye.